justice for the blind. Just something that'll find in the rhymes that are coming from my mind. You Whenever you're listening to this, uh, hello, hello, hello. You know what it is already. It's 476 podcast episode uh, 48, 49. I don't know. You may notice the game is still happening. If you're watching this on YouTube, you, you see on my screen, the game is still happening. It's only a, a less than a minute left. Um, uh, first things first, I have a water spot on my shirt. Please don't mind that. It's not grease. I'm not a dirt ball. Uh, and this is a different green shirt than I've worn previously. I, I own multiple. I don't know even what I'm talking about. I don't care. I don't give a shit. Listen, um, first things first, shout out to CJ Wendler. If you need any HVAC work, uh, he's located out in Collegeville. Uh, it's not Collegeville. It's somewhere out there. Anyway, he'll come out to you. Uh, com. I hit him up on Instagram, Twitter, whatever. On my own Instagram and Facebook. Uh, if you need that duct work or if you're hot and you need to cool down, you're cold, you need to heat up, hit them up. It's going to start getting cold, so you know what it is already. Uh, also, Blueprint Barber, Barber Lounge located on 6121 Roland Avenue. Uh, my man gives you the most romantic fade you'll ever get in your life. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it is true romance, what he does with your hair. It's a one-on-one experience. There is no uh, noise, no weird conspiracy theories happening in the background. You don't have to hear about someone talking about the flat earth. Uh, he's just going to cut your hair single-handedly, and it's going to be great. Give you a drink, have a shot, have a beer. doesn't matter. Uh, enjoy. Uh, and with that said, let's let's talk about this trash and this garbage. First things first, shout out to Tobias Harris. Man. What a horrible fall that was. That was scary as shit. I did not enjoy watching Toby fall that way. That did not make me happy in any way. Uh, I can be very critical of these guys, but let me be clear. And this is going to lead me to my first – no, actually – I'm going to put a pin into what I'm going to say. I'm going to say something right now about Tobias. I want you to keep in mind what I'm saying here. I'm very critical of these guys in in regards to how they are on the Sixers. Um, you know, it, 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 it can get, it's frustrating. You know, it's frustrating. I don't know Toby personally. I don't know Al Horford personally. And I don't know Brett Brown personally. I don't know Ben or Joe. I don't know any of these guys personally. So when I'm angry, it is purely in a basketball sense. It's pure disappointment. Uh, but in real life, I, you don't want anything bad happening to these guys, right? So Tobias here, shout out to him, man. That was a fucking ugly fall. And shout out, that motherfucker came back. We're down 14, and he shows back up on the bench. That is all heart. You know what I mean? That is a professional. That man is heart. It, no one would ever say anything differently. Uh, and we'll start there because he was our best basketball player today. And we're going to talk about Joe at the end of this. He was the best basketball player on our team today. He finished with 25, two assists, 7 and 12. 7 for 12 shooting, uh, 4 for 4 from the free throw line, which is more than he ever gets to the free throw line. Uh, he doesn't shoot many free throws. 2 for 5 from 3, which would be great if he did that more often. Uh, for That's 40%. He basically hit his first two three-pointers of the series in game four. So, I mean, listen, showed up like a pro. Al Horford showed up like a pro. Uh, 12, 10, and 3, 6, six for 10, one block, um, one shit-talking on Daniel Tice, which, no, Al, I don't want to see you shit-talking Daniel Tice. I don't want to see you shit-talking anybody. Because it never, you don't do that in game four when you're getting fucking swept. You're not up 10 or 15. You don't do that when you're about to get swept. Whatever, he's talking shit. Joe, we'll get to him. Josh, I mean, whatever. Played incredibly, incredibly hard defense. Did he play incredible defense? I wouldn't go that far because my man Tatum still finished with 28 points. I mean, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, finished with 28. So did he play great defense? He made Tatum work for sure. He made Tatum work hard. I'll say that. Finished with 14, 3, and 5. Uh, two, two, 2 of 10 shooting. Uh, 14 points because he just made a 3, I'm pretty sure. Um, 
I, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, because if you look at my screen, he still says 11 points. He made he made a three. I'm sure it's going to update shortly. Um, 14, three and five, two for 10 shooting, uh, eight and nine free throw, two for five from from three. Uh, Shake Shake had a couple moments, got abused on defense. I mean, just it, it's not completely his fault. Let me be clear, it's not completely his fault because I know he's going to get a lot of a lot of slack for his defense he played. My man is getting screened out of the play, and again, our defensive uh, our defensive game plan is to allow wide open fucking shots. It's either our game plan or Joe just doesn't give a fuck. So pick one or the other, whichever one. I'm pretty sure it's the game plan. I can't imagine Joe just doesn't give a fuck that Kemba's about to shoot an open three every single goddamn time he comes off the screen. So I don't know. Go figure. Um, Furkan, whatever. I, if, uh, uh, go back. I, I don't know. For, well, Go back. Wherever you came from, go back to it. And I don't mean that. I'm sorry. Go back as in back from whence you came. I've had enough of you, Furkan. You had moments this season and in the playoffs, just nothing. Had a couple moments in the boat, but nothing in the, nothing in the playoffs. I mean, just absolute zero. Offered us nothing. Didn't offer us offense. Offered us no defense. I, I mused that he may be a better playmaker for us to experience with. And he couldn't even really do that right. What a miserable way to go. Um, just just miserable. Furkan did nothing. Alec, Alec regained his confidence, kind of, 6 for 16 shooting. Yeah, well, he regained his confidence because he, he shot 16 shots. So Alec is back. Um, someone had to score. Someone had to score. After Brett ruined him earlier in the series, someone had to score. And he, he did hit a couple big shots. Unless, I, I don't want to uh, – 6 for 16 is a lot worse than it looked. He hit a lot of big shots. It's, it's similar to – to, you know, you'll see in, in elimination games, sometimes guys like like not to compare Alex's performance today to uh to um to Kawhi last year. Um Kawhi, you you know, but where Kawhi someone has to shoot. Kawhi finished like 12 or 36 or something like that. Let's remember. I mean, he's a lot of free throws and you know, three pointers. So um, but it was a really, really bad shooting night. But someone has to score, so the shooting doesn't look as bad when someone needs to get buckets and they're hitting timely buckets. So, um, Matisse, my man shot a three-pointer off the side of the backboard. No one blocked it. Oh, my God, Matisse. Oh, my goodness gracious, Matisse. What the fuck? Are you defending yourself? Did you defend your own shot? Oh my God, help us. Raul, Raul comes in. He's <laughs> talking about Raul. Raul comes. Immediately gets scored on by uh, by Kemba. Comes down, hits a three. Immediately gets scored on again by Kemba and an and one situation. Uh, I mean, just immediately is giving up that. It's really a wild ride. I mean, it's oh, he's just slinging passes across the court. Damn beat on defense. It is quite the trip. Send him with Furkan wherever they want to go. Wherever they want to play, uh, not in the NBA, I'm sure. Um, I mean, my man was just wow we. Mike Scott played. Mike Scott should have played earlier, honestly. He's he has heart. So I, you know, he should have played earlier. So let's get to Joe. Joe finished 30 and 10, 8 for 18 shooting, 13 of 18 from the free throw line, one of five for three, uh, four turnovers, five fouls. I don't give a fuck, Joe, that you wanted to play the last six minutes really hard. I'm going to be clear. That 30 wasn't 30 six minutes in. You didn't give a fuck for three and a half quarters. You, to me, looked a lot like LeBron in game seven of the Boston. I said that last game. And I'm saying it again this game. As soon as the game started, your body language was trash. You said you didn't want to be swept. You didn't want that on your resume. But 
But words don't match up with actions, Joe. And you're going to get criticized right now. Listen, I don't criticize Joe because he's our best basketball player. He's one of the best centers we, we have seen. He's the best center in the NBA. I don't give a fuck, hands down. But you don't show up that way and tell me you don't want to be swept. You don't want that on your resume. Well, where's the action at? Where's the action at? I was hoping in the first half he was less aggressive, and I was hoping it was because he was saving himself for later in the game. No, that wasn't the case. My man just didn't show up. I don't give a fuck you finished 30 and 10. I don't care. I don't care. That looks good. But it wasn't looking good when you watched it. Again, this goes back to what I've talked about a million times, about LeBron especially, when we're talking about uh, some of his past failures in the playoffs. And this is not about LeBron, all right? It's not about him, but just a point I need to make. Guys can put up numbers. Those numbers don't mean jack shit when you're watching the game. Watch the game. Yeah, he finished with 30, 30 and 10. That looks good, and that sounds good. But was it good when you watched it? Fuck no. He didn't care. For three and a half quarters. And then all of a sudden he draws his fifth foul and he takes it, he's all per he takes it personally now, and now he gives a shit for the last six minutes. I needed you to give a shit earlier when they were taking over. When Toby went down, man. Nothing, it's so goddamn depressing. Toby goes down and our entire team gets deflated. The, the Celtics immediately go on a 12-0 run. Tatum goes on a personal venture of himself. Go, I think he scores nine or ten points straight. And Joe doesn't fucking respond. Your running mate goes down and you don't have a response for that? 30 and 10, no. No, this is, again, one of those games where the numbers tell us a different story than what the game told us. His shooting, his shooting splits weren't great. Guess what? In the playoffs, most people's shooting splits aren't great. I, I just want to be clear. And if you're going to say, please don't tell me that, oh, well, see, Al was able to back down. Don't tell me shit about that. Joe is getting double and triple teamed constantly. But we need a, we need a quicker read and a quicker react. Get to it. Maybe that's Brett's fault. I don't know. But this is game four. It, it, this is elimination game. Win or go home. Joe, get to it. Get to it. Are you the best basketball player? Get to it. Don't tell me you don't want that on your resume and then show up like that's not the case. Like you don't give a fuck what's on your resume. Man, I, I, I listen, there's nothing good. No flowers to go around here today unless the flowers are for the funeral. You know what I mean? Then I got, I got bouquets, my friend. Bouquets for every plot in the ground. Bouquets for all of them. Jason Tatum, th th that's what this was. Again, I mentioned this in game two. That what we were essentially witnessing was the, was the Jason Tatum ascension. And even to, to the low, Jalen Brown. Jalen hit some big shots in the first half. Big mid-range jump shots that just kept them right there with us. We were trying to take a lead, and they would he would come down. we go up three or four, and then boom, Jalen comes, hits a little mid-range jump shot. Al couldn't guard him. Obviously, Al can't fucking guard him. That's not anything new. Al can't guard anybody, especially not Jalen fucking Brown. Jalen hit some big shots in this game. And Tatum, it was the Tatum show. And Kemba, I'm sorry. It was it was the Kemba show for the first half. L let me become sorry. It was the Kemba show for the first half. I said he would not go 0 for 4 from 3 again, and he was 4 for 5 from 3 in the first half. Yeah, coming off of screens wide open. Of course you're going to be. He's one of the best three-point shooters. 
And it's fucking poetic that he's the one who, who was really putting the knife in his horse. You know why? It's poetic because this team let Al Horford go so they could sign Kemba. We didn't sniff Kemba. Now, let me be clear. I didn't want Kemba on the Sixers. I'm not a Kemba fan. But does Kemba fit on this team better than Joe does? Fucking 100%. I would have 100%. If you said, in the scope of things, here's your options, Brian. You're either going to sign Kemba or you're going to sign Al. Well, that's a pretty fucking easy uh, decision to make. And Kemba, Celtics let Al Horford go because he's washed. And they signed Kemba. And Kemba comes and drives the fucking stake into the back of our goddamn, uh, the, the, I'm sorry, the stake into our backs in the first half just crushes us. And then Tatum puts us away, shovels the dirt onto the grave. The plot is dug and he is the one who fills the hole for him. That's the end. The Tatum show, that's what this was. That was that's what this was. This is what happens with great players. You see them ascend in certain situations. We haven't seen that with Joe. This this is so damn eerily like the Thunder. It's so eerily like the Thunder because when the Thunder went to the finals that year, it wasn't like K, like we saw the KD ascension that year necessarily. I mean, KD had been progressing naturally, and then before you knew it. You know, again, like I, I've talked about that. It, it fell apart before you knew it. But there wasn't necessarily that ascension. Where this, you, you saw it happen with Steph where he goes into the playoffs. I think they lost to the Clippers or to the Grizzlies one year. But you knew it. You knew he was here. He was here. And then the next year, nothing was the same. Shout out to Drake. Light skin energy. Nothing was the same after that. And that's what just happened with Jason. It's that light skin energy. Maybe that's what it is. But except that we have been. Nothing was the same with Ben's back, I'm sure. I'm sure his back will not be the same. Listen, I'm fucking getting really irritated by the Stan Van Gundy and Doris Burke talking about Ben being a great defender. He is. He was. He was. He was all season. He was. Prior to the back injury, he was the best defender in the NF and the NBA. You can run back podcasts and listen to me talk about it. I said it multiple times. This is the best defender in the NBA. When we did our rankings, I had Tatum above. Ben, but I said if Ben's gonna play defense like this for the rest of his career, he's gonna boop, boop, move back up. And then the bubble started, and there was no defense being played by Ben. The most recent games told us Ben wasn't playing defense anymore. Before the before he got injured, it was telling us he was not defending anymore. So you're telling me he was gonna somehow stop this shit? No, he wasn't. And do you, you think Ben's going to throw better entry? He is because of sheer his size and his ball placement is far better. But let me be clear. It's kind of hard to throw in an entry pass when your guy is sagging off to the post because he's like, well, you're not going to shoot it, bitch. So I'm going to come back over here where you're going to have to throw this pass at for an entry pass. I'm here now. Ben wasn't going to make it better. I'm sorry to say. I don't think he was going to make it better. He, we would, maybe we would have lost in six then. This team, let's talk about it now. Remember I told you, put a pen in what I said earlier, right? This is not about how I feel about these people personally. All right? That's not what this is about. Let's talk about Brett. And let's talk about this trash front office that put out a hit story on Brett before this game. Talking about Brett was the reason why that Brett blew up the team. One, Jimmy wasn't going to stay because Jimmy didn't respect Brett. I don't think Brett was the reason why. I don't think Brett purposely said, no, don't, don't keep Jimmy. All right? But guess what, front office? You fucks. 
You should get the fuck out of here. So Jimmy leaves, so you sign out Horford. That makes sense to you? I, I can see giving the max to Toby as a knee-jerk reaction to, to, to Jimmy leaving. I can understand that. But what did they have to do with signing dumbass Al Horford, bro? Bum-ass Al Horford. Not dumb. He's not dumb. I don't know if he's dumb. I don't know him. But bum, yeah, he's that right now. Bum-ass Al Horford. What did they have to do with it? They didn't have shit to do with it. What were you thinking? Oh, but you're going to go shit on Brett. Brett is a, yo, all we know about Brett is a stand-up dude, gracious, grateful, uh, all of it. Just stand up. You don't ever hear that motherfucker was the first one out there when Toby was on the ground. Are you kidding me? This is a person who gives a fuck. Who cares? This is why I've said mad times. Yo, I am down to keep Brett on the, the, all in the organization somewhere. He's a good energy. You want guys with good energy. Why wouldn't you? It looked like to me he did an okay job with the draft, scouting guys, finding guys. He found shake. He also fucked up with, with peanut allergy. Uh, 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 what's his face? Zaire. Uh, who knows where Zaire is? I don't think he even came into the bubble. We probably can't come into the bubble. Probably allergic. Didn't do a great job there. But he's a good man. A good person. The only thing that the front office did go was sign professionals. Guys who weren't going to roll over. I mean, we rolled over kind of, but we rolled over with a little bit of fight. It wasn't easy. You know, we, we said, ah, don't roll me over. Ah, we did that. Before rolling over. Toby's a pro. I can appreciate that. I can appreciate him coming back out. He didn't have to. My man hit his fucking head on the ground so goddamn hard. I can't fucking believe. I thought he died. He was moving his feet like he was still running on the ground. I thought he was. He didn't know where he was. I, I was shook, man. I thought that man was gone. And my man came back. He said, no, stitch this bitch up. I'm going back out there. Blood in his hands. You kidding me? That's a pro. I respect that. I can respect that. I can get behind that. You make too much money, though, but I can get behind that. At least I know that you'll go to war. And I know that in the offseason, you're going to work your ass off because you're not going to stand for this. You're going to hear all the shit talk. My man Tatum, yo, the lack of respect these dudes had for him was crazy. There was a one play that, that people wanted a foul call on, right? Where, where, where Toby was especially pissed off, backing down Tatum, and Tatum pretty much – Swipes the ball, but it's it, it it had it had airs of the MJ uh, of the last dance when MJ was guarding what's his face, and it's just like what the fuck are you doing? Toby can't, can't score on these guys. Toby's gonna have to go to work. He got to go back to the drawing board. But you know what? I believe he will. I believe he fucking will. I do believe that. Yeah, I believe he's gonna be he's gonna come in a little bit better next year than he is this year. I do believe that. Still, is that good enough? Probably not. No. But I can get behind the hard work. I can get behind the effort. I can get behind the heart. For sure, I can get behind that. It's too much money for it, but I can get behind it. And foul calls. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to talk about foul calls. We shot 20 free throws in the first quarter. In the first fucking quarter. The refs were trash all the way around. Let's be clear. They were bad all over. They just weren't good in general. Okay? That's what it was. It's fine. It's fine. They didn't foul Joe. They were not going to foul Joe out at the end of the game. I'll say that. There were a couple ones that you know would have gotten called in the first quarter that they were not going to call. Doesn't matter. Joe doesn't contest anything at the rim. He blocked Daniel Tyson. Surprised they didn't call a foul on that. Anyway. So they put out a hit piece on Brett saying that about Jimmy. 
Listen, Elton. I'm going to assume it's Elton. Trying to save his own ass. Who's been robbing the Sixers now for 12 fucking years. A highway robbery. I never forget my father told me when he, uh, he was in Puerto Rico when we signed out in Brand. He was there with, uh, with, with, his, with, with my mother. Shout out to them. And he said he almost fainted when he saw that we signed out in Brown. Not in a good way. That he, he was going to throw himself on the side of the road. <laughs> Remember, we were trying to go for Josh Smith. That's who we wanted. Then we ended up signing out. And who came in here, robbed us for a couple of years. And now is robbing us again. Now has the gall to put out this hit piece. Remember Elton? Let's talk about Snake Elton Brand real quick. Because there's one story that I'll never forget about Elton Brand. There's, not, there's one story I will never, ever, ever forget, which is why I don't trust Ellen Brand. I don't fucking like Ellen Brand. When he signed with us, Baron Davis went and signed with the Clippers. And to Baron Davis' surprise, Elton had told Baron, let's go play together with, with L.A. In L.A., it'd be me and you. It's going to be me and you. Or I think Baron was re-signing with the Clippers, maybe. I think that was it. Think he was going to re-sign with them. Or maybe, no, 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 because this was after Barron left Golden State. I think he left Golden State to go to the Clippers. I can't remember. But anyway, Elton told him, let's play together. And Barron said, okay, bet. I'll, si- I'll sign on my contract. Sign the contract. The next day, Elton signs with the Sixers. Barron Davis is like, hey, what is, <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> Just signed with the Clippers because I thought you and I were playing together. And Elton said, oh, my bad. <laughs> you meant that? Oh, my fault. That's Elton Brand for you. That's Elton for you. And here he is. Here he is making decisions for our franchise. Trash Elton Brand. And you're going to blame Jimmy? You're going to blame Jimmy on Brett. Jimmy didn't fit. I didn't want him in the first place. When Jimmy first got traded, you can ask anybody you know, anyone I know. And my disgust and disappointment with that. Because all Jimmy had done was burn down the Bulls, burn down, burn down the Timberwolves. And then he came here. He burned down us too. And now he's on the heat and it all looks good. You see, the reason why that story works, and let me fucking remind you, the reason why the story works that he put out today or that whoever, let's, let's act like it's not Elton, all right? Whomever put out today. The reason it works is because Jimmy's playing well for the heat right now. So everyone has this, uh, everyone has rose-colored glasses on. Oh, look at, man, Jimmy, of course, man, the Sixers really fucked up letting Jimmy go. No, 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 cut that shit out. Because game seven, it's not like Jimmy showed up now. Jimmy did have that big play that pushed us into overtime, so let me be clear. But Jimmy was clearly a step behind all these guys, a step below. He didn't fit with Ben. He talked about, he talked about that in a podcast. How he didn't understand how Brett would take, could, could take the ball out of Ben's hand so easily in game seven and just say, hey, Jimmy, you run the offense. Would Jimmy fit with Joe? Sure. The problem here is Ben doesn't fit with everybody. That's the problem here. All right? And we had that logjam already. We had Ben. We had Joe. And Brett, and, and, and stupid, stupid fucking Elton Brand makes the first mistake of trading for, for him, trading for Jimmy. And now we only have one floor spacer on the floor. So then he compounds that by trading for Toby, who's up for a contract. You traded assets for someone who's up for a contract who wants a max. You traded assets for that person who never displayed a max ability. No max. All he's been, all that's ever happened to Toby is him being jettisoned from place to place to place. 
Because he's not good enough to keep, but is good enough to get value back. You see, that's what teams are, were doing with him. He's good enough to get value back, but he's not good enough to invest in. He's, the, he's like, for dudes, he's the girl that got you man mature. And then you went off and found the permanent, the, all, the, the, all, the girl for the rest of your time. And then this girl just does that for guys, for women. I, there's girls like that. I know. I've seen memes about it. So it's got to be real. <laughs> I'm sorry. That kind of cracked me up. So Toby, <laughs> it's making me laugh. So Toby, that's what Toby is. Just jettison from place to place to place to get value back. And we gave up Landry, who had 20 in game one. Wish we had him. He would help us. All I knew about Landry was that JJ said this was the hardest working player he had ever played with. That's all I knew about Landry. And we traded him. Yet just came in trade happy. Traded two draft, trading second round draft picks. There is value in the second round. We've learned that. And you trade a second round draft picks for Alec Burks and Glenn Robinson III, guys who are career nothings. They've done nothing in their careers. They're going to be gone at the end of the year. You traded assets for that. And then you put out a hit piece on Brett? This is Brett's fault? Listen, Brett has his problems. Brett has to go without a question. My, we, we can only. He will be outcoached in every single playoff series he ever appears in. I promise you that. He has to go. I would like him in the front office still, but he has to go. But all of these moves, you're gonna blame, you're gonna blame Brett? You're gonna blame Brett for that? And how about ownership? You're gonna take ownership for this shit? You got you they you let the NBA force Hinky out. Be clear. You allowed the NBA to force Hinky out, and you bought in Jerry Colangelo, and you allowed Jerry to say, eh, "I don't feel like doing this. Give me, uh, I'll, I'll be the president though, or give me my my not minority ownership here, and I'm gonna bring my son in with his big dumbass collars." And I like Brian Colangelo; he had successful stints in some places. I didn't have a problem necessarily with Brian. Brian ruined it. He fucked it up. Be clear. I was wrong. Cool with that. I'm cool with that. I like being wrong. Brian, Brian sucked. He had massive, stupid fucking, crazy big fucking collars. What's up with them collars, dog? What are you doing with them? Huh? What are you going to do with these collars? You can't even pop. If you pop your collar, you look like fucking Hotel Transylvania. You can't even pop a collar. Does it come? Does it turn into a cape if you pop your collar? Do you turn into a bat and fly away? Are you an asshole? And burner accounts? Then you fire them. Give you you kick out Brian, and here comes Owen, robbing us some more. Had had enough yet of the Philadelphia delight? Had to get more stake in us. And then he fucks it up worse. You're telling me? Yo, continuity is so important. You can't expect that from Elton. Elton never won shit in his career. Never done nothing in his fucking career. Of course he don't know nothing about continuity. Because he almost had continuity with a point guard and then just ditched him anyway. So he don't know anything about continuity. 
and you let him come in here and ruin continuity and chemistry, guys who like playing together. I can't believe how much I'd rather have Cove, and I fucking hated Cove. Damn. I wish I had Cove. All he did was fuck Jay Crowder's girlfriend. Shout out to him. Making steals on the court and off the court. All-time defender. I'd rather have Cove. I'd rather have JJ. I'd rather have Landry. No question about it. I'd rather have Markel. All you did was was complicated the dumbass Markel trade that happened, even though I like Markel. Let me be clear, man. Markel looked good as shit in college. Who knew they – nobody knew this was going to happen to him. No one knew this was going to happen to him, man. Nobody knew. Markel didn't know. And then you took that and traded him for a second-round pick and for Jonathan Simmons, and then you flipped that second-round pick and got Alec and Glenn Robinson. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? Poetic. Because then Tatum comes in here and fucking lights us a blaze. Lights us a fucking blaze along with Kemba, who we didn't even take a sniff at as we were signing stupid out fucking Horford. Where Elton saw himself in Al. I'm sure he did. I'm sure he saw himself in Al. Hardworking, power forward, defender, some offensive talent, a couple time all-star, went from team to team to team. Chicago to LA to Philly, right? I think that was Elton's career. Right? Three stops. And here comes Al Horford. Atlanta, Boston, Philly. Saw himself in him. And signed him. Another one who never won shit. Except in college. Man. What a mess. What a mess. Fire Elton. Get him. In fact, I want Elton fired first. I saw him walk off with six seconds left. I hope he walks off into the sunset, wherever his knees are and his career. Get the fuck out of Philadelphia. Leave. Leave, especially if it was you who leaked that dumbass story. Take that story and fuck out of here. Leave. Leave all the Colangelo acolytes. Take all the Colangelo acolytes with you on the way out. Throw them all in the trash bag and walk the fuck out of here. And, Brett, I will, I will fire you in the most uh, – the most uh, 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 best way I can and say, Brett, listen, I'm sorry. I'm sorry it didn't work out, man. I don't think you're the coach for this team anymore. I don't think you can coach this team. However, I would love to give you a front office position if you're willing to accept. But out and get the fuck out. The door, change the locks. I want him gone. I want him gone. The front office, I want every fucking one of them gone. I want Josh Harris out of here. I want all the ownership gone. I want everyone gone. Burn the building down. Fuck the Wakoli. I don't want to go back. We tanked gears for this. And we got a guy who was saddled with a roster that didn't fit and who just slept walked through game four of the playoffs. That's what we got out of it. That's what we got out of it. I hope Ben is okay. There are rumors of a trade now for Ben, ben going to uh, Golden State. That would include Golden State. They have a number two pick. I don't know what that number two pick is, probably LaMelo Ball. I would think if you make that move, listen, I don't want out and making that move because whatever he's going to do is going to fuck it up. If someone makes that move, that number two pick sounds like a trade to me. You trade him for something else. I don't know what you trade him for. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm not trading Ben unless we're getting something back, unless we're getting Wiggins and the number two, something like that. I can kind of live with that because, again, Ben doesn't fit, and it's not his fault. It's not his fault. This roster is so complicated and fucked up, but there's no point guards out there readily available. There's no one out there that we can just get. 
who can initiate our offense. There's no one out there. You know, there's no one. For this, we should have kept Jimmy. You know what I mean? I don't think Jimmy was going to stay anyway, but I don't know what the answer is. Don't ask me. I don't know. And I'm not going to shit on, on, on Joe for the last few games. I thought he played fine. This game pissed me off. Yeah, this one, this is the one that really made me angry. Not happy with Joe at all in this game. I don't know what the answer is as far as fixing the roster. I know what the answer is as far as fixing my sanity. Is fuck out of this. Get the fuck, fuck this front office. Brett, I'm sorry. I love you, brother. You're the man. I love you. Be safe out there. God bless. You can't work here anymore, though. Not as a coach. And that's it. What an embarrassment. To have come in with so many high hopes. Now, listen, these high hopes, man. When we signed out and I, I, I had, you know, this is my fault. It's not my fault, but... But my my reaction to the signing of Elton, <clears throat> when it happened, was very much like wait and see. Let's wait and see. Let's give Elton a chance. Uh, you know, Jimmy didn't work out. That's not that's not pretty. That's unfortunate. Um, but give Elton a chance. Let's see. Maybe there's something here with this Horford thing. Horford shot really well with Boston. Maybe he's going to come bring that same floor spacing here. Uh, some hard-nosed defense. I don't think he can play power forward anymore, but we'll see. Maybe. And I hated it. I hated it. Immediately, I hated it. But I wanted to be, let's be patient. Let's believe. Let's give it a shot. What a fucking idiot I am. I'm so goddamn stupid sometimes. That was the dumbest fucking move. What a dumb fucking move. And now we're saddled with that contract. Toby making $160 million over the next over four years this year and the next three after. Oh, my God. What? What? Al, three-year contract I think we gave him, right? What? You know how you get rid of Al? You trade Ben and Al for John Wall. Something like that. That's how you get rid of Al. Because John Wall's contract is a goddamn albatross. You know, but maybe you think, ah, Al doesn't really help them at all, honestly. I don't think they would even do that. Al doesn't help them. They like Thomas Bryant. He's developing. He's developing for them. I think they like him. I think he averaged like 20 and 10 in the bubble. You know what I mean? Now he's a bad team. Um, But I think they like him. And I think they would much rather go in with the five that I've talked about on this podcast over the last few, over the last few episodes. You know what I mean? They have an interesting five there. I think they'd probably rather see that. I don't think there's anywhere you can put out. You're going to have to stretch them. <laughs> oh, my God. Stretch them. That was like the Bobby Bonilla thing, the, the Bobby Bonilla thing for the Mets. Gets paid on July 1st every year, a million dollars, because they had to stretch them or whatever. I don't know what they called it in baseball. You have to stretch out. He's going to go make a contract somewhere else as a backup big man. We, we, we fitted this roster with two guys and two contracts that cannot be traded. They have zero value. In order to trade them, we have to take an L. That's where we are right now. To trade them, we have to take an L. Man, I, I don't know what the way out of this is. I don't think there's a way out. We've lost draft picks. We've lost assets. I mean, Zaire's not an asset anymore. 
Matisse is an asset. We'd have to lose Matisse. Uh, I don't even know if he's an asset. My man shot a shot off the fucking side of the backboard. I I I have yo. You know how long it's been since I've shot a shot off the side of the backboard playing basketball? I I, I couldn't even tell you the last time I did something like that. Fifteen years, twenty years. I haven't played as much basketball as Matisse. Probably, maybe I have. I don't know if you take my full lifespan. Maybe. This is a professional. These dudes practice for hours a day. He's not working on anything but his shooting. He shot it off the side of the backboard. I don't know if Matisse is, 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 has anything, is, is an asset right now. It's not like, like what we saw from Luguen's door. If you were paying attention to that game on Saturday, OKC and Houston, where Dort is literally shutting down James Harden. Not the way that Matisse was shutting down Tatum. It was just Tatum missing open shots. I'm talking about Dort on multiple possessions, blocking him straight up. That's not what Matisse, Matisse wasn't doing that. (laughs) Anyway, fire the front office. I won't, you won't hear me slander Brett. Because again, this is the point I was making. Yeah, I don't know Brett personally. Everything I've seen from Brett, that's a good man. That's a stand-up person. Just a stand-up human fucking being, man. Class. Class all the way. Do I like him as a coach? No. When I talk about these guys, you got to keep it in that basketball context. Keep the same energy. See, this is that internet shit. This is the internet shit. Where you can, where if you disagree with somebody, then they must be dumb. Their mother must be regret giving birth to them because you disagree with them about something. No, I'm not doing that. When I talk on this podcast, I'm talking about in a basketball sense. So if I say I hate Brett, I mean as a coach. As a person, that's a stand-up man from everything I've seen. Same thing with Toby. These are stand-up people. Al Horford, a stand-up. These are stand-up individuals, man. They can get the fuck out of Philadelphia, though, but they're stand-up people. So for the, the, the front office to have done that, that is sucker shit. That is lame. Fucking lame. I won't stand by that. I don't think any Sixers fan that pays attention is going to stand by that. Fucking hollow bullshit to put out a hit story like that on Brett. Fuck that. Brett needs to go, and you need to fucking go too. Leave. Fuck you. That's it. Wash your hands, everybody. Wear a mask. Wear a mask if for nothing else to stop yourself from spitting on the front office of the Sixers, because that's assault. Wear a mask. Wash your hands. Black Lives Matter all day, every day. Arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. Stay safe. Better luck next year, I guess. Listen, I'll still be doing basketball podcasts. There's a lot of basketball left. I'm going to turn my Sixers fandom off a little bit. Probably not because as I'm watching other teams, I'm going to be cursing out the Sixers along the way. You know what I mean? Wish I had this guy. As Landry probably drains. Oh, look, look, the Clippers are on right now. Let's see. Landry's not in the game. It'd be so fitting for me to have looked to the right and seen Landry just drain a three-pointer so I can laugh at it. Uh, I'm still going to be doing a basketball podcast probably two or three days a week. Just going to break down maybe the previous day's games or what have you. I'm not going to leave you out there to dry. You don't have to watch the games. I'll keep you up to date. Don't you worry about it. Everyone stay safe. Be careful out there. Again, like I said, uh, wash your hands. Uh, wear a mask. Arrest the cops who killed Breonna Taylor. Black Lives Matter. That is all. Take care. Yo. Uh, 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 yo. 
Justice for the blind, just something that'll find in the rhymes that are coming from my mind. Used to come.